everybody. So this is the Hallmarkies podcast and we are so excited today. We are here to talk with our first cinematographer. This is so cool. We're here to talk to Tyler Walzak, who is an amazing cinematographer for Hallmark and uh, many Hallmark productions. And Tyler, why don't you introduce yourself? Well, thank you for the kind words and thank you for having me. Uh, my name is Tyler Walzak. Um, I do a lot of the Hallmark cinematography. Um, we're here today to talk specifically, I think, about uh, some of the Fiji movies we did. Um, I've been working with Hallmark for about eight years now, and uh, it's, it's been exciting. It's been fun. It's been a long road. And uh, um, yeah, I'm, I'm here to, to talk about it with, and, and any, answer any questions you have. Great. Uh, so how did you become a cinematographer? Like, What inspired you to take that path? Um, well, for me, it, was, it wasn't like a first love type of thing. Um, when I was 13, I started flying planes and I was a pilot up until about 22. Um, and I just felt like I've always, always loved movies and television specifically. And I wanted to get into it, but I was already on this career path and, uh, of, being, of flying. And, and then one day I just said, you know what, I'm, I'm going to stop this. I'm going to get into film, any aspect that I can. And I didn't know what to do, didn't know how to do it. Um, I took a, a, a couple years at Fanshawe College in London, Ontario, Canada, uh, about film studies, and met a friend there, decided, like, let's go to Vancouver. Vancouver's a big hotspot um, in Canada for film. Mm-hmm. So we said, if, if we're going to do this, let's do it right. And we moved out here, um, and I started just as a lamp op, a lamp operator. Um, so... They're also electrical guys on set and they just move the lights around and uh, deal with what's called a gaffer. And a gaffer is the person who deals with the electrical team, moves the lights, decides where the lights go, um, what goes in front of the lights, uh, essentially shapes the lighting on set um, with the key grip. And I did, uh, I was a lamp op for a while and then I worked my way up to a gaffer and my first, um, big gaffing stuff was Science Still Delivered, the television series, when it mm-hmm. was the first season. Um, I gaffed that uh, with a buddy of mine that I'm, I'm friends with, uh, Eric Scobie. And then I just kept kept uh, plugging away, working hard, working hard uh, with the same DP, Adams Lewinsky, who did a lot of the Science Still Delivered. And uh, he gave me a shot as a camera operator. And then I got to know that side of, uh, of film I put those two together and uh, just kept building up a resume and, and got into cinematography. And it just, it, it became a love of mine when I started lamp operating. Uh, it just, it's, it's fun to tell your story visually as much as it is um, as a director does with the cast. And as much as each character does, they get to tell a story. I feel I get to tell a story with camera motion and lighting, uh, which I feel is just as important as, as everything else. And uh, that's, it's, it's, I've been running with it ever since and it's just great. That is really cool. I was going to ask you to, cause I saw that you had all these different roles and just because I like to sort of learn the behind the scenes of this all. So you already explained basically what a lamp operator versus a gaffer is, but uh, what's some of the difference between, like I saw one place you're listed as director of photography, another list place you're listed as cinematographer, uh, lighting technician, gaffer, all these different uh, camera operator. Like, what are some of these differences of these different roles? Right. Okay. Um, so, director of photography and cinematographer are essentially the same position. Some okay. people like to call themselves or the people they work with cinematographers, and some people prefer director of photography. 
it it really is hand in hand. It's the exact same position. It's just, okay. and and that's funny because I I go through meeting people and everyone has a different way of saying it. Um, it's it's the same job. And 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 what I do in that role is I'll take uh, prep preparation time with the director before we actually start shooting the movie. Uh, usually about three weeks, and we'll talk about the look of the movie, um, what we want to do stylistically, and we'll have an approach to onset about this particular film. And then, I'll, and then I'll hire a key grip and a gaffer, and they'll work directly under me. And a gaffer uh, is in charge of all everything, electricity and moving lights, deciding which lights to use. And a key grip works with me just as much as the gaffer does in how they want to shape the light, whether we put a diffusion in front of it, which you can think of just big bed sheets um, in front of the lights, or if we want to bounce the light in, which gives you a little more softer um, Hallmark look to it, because we do uh -huh. like to have a, a soft look in Hallmark. Um, and then underneath the key grip is a, uh, a bunch of grips, five grips and a dolly grip. A dolly grip is essential in moving the camera. So okay. it's like a little skateboard almost, uh, but um, little, it's a big mechanical skateboard that has a boom that can go up uh -huh. and down and rolls on uh, either wheel on yeah wheels or a dolly track. Um, and he's super important to work with the camera guys. And then the rest of the grips bring all the gear in, set it up for us. And lamp ops are the, the same thing, but for the electrical side. Of it. Oh, that's really, um, really interesting. So when you're deciding what the shots should be, how much is that is decided by the cinematographer versus decided by the director? Um, that's an interesting question because it's different depending on the director that you're working with. Uh huh. Every director uh, has something that they want to do for each scene. And during blocking, um, the director and I will just kind of, first time we'll let the actors go through it and see what they want to do and feel how they want to play the scene. And then the director will come up with his, essentially what his idea is of what he thinks is the best way to shoot that scene. Um, I'll jump in with, it might be a little, a little prettier over here, or you can get more movement this way, or you can have a more dramatic feel if we just move it over to this side of the room. Mm -hmm. And so we'll work hand in hand together. Um, a lot of directors have a certain way and they, that's the way they want to do it. And it's going to, I know that I want the camera here and then I want the camera over there and that's fine. I, um, and then a lot of them will, will rely on me and say, well, what do you think is the best thing to do here? What, what's the best way we can make this scene come to life? Mm -hmm. um, and, it, and it really is just the, the way the personalities, um, myself dealing with the directors that we have on set in who wants to take over for this scene or that scene, or especially in some of the emotional scenes, directors really do have a, a very specific way they want to shoot it. And that's, that's always okay. Um, my main job is just to make sure everybody looks good. So I'll, I'll really only speak up if, if they know, I know they're going to look hundred percent better in a different area mm, than, okay. um, than where the director has it, but it's, it's usually 50, 50. Um, mm. And we figure that out in prep. You kind of get a feel of, of uh, what they want and, and how we can do it. And it's, it's a total collaboration. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Now for, for movies like the Fiji movie, uh, are you going in advance and shooting some of that backgrounds and other stuff or? No, um, it was actually a spur of the moment. I think I was walking my dog 
and I got a call from a producer in LA saying, we have this movie in Fiji coming up. Um, we got your name from a director I had worked with before and we'd like, like to know if you're available to come down and shoot it. And uh, I gave him a call back the next day and said, this is, yeah, this is awesome. It's a great <laughs> opportunity. Yeah. And I was on a plane three days later and um, I met with the director who I live in Vancouver and the director of the first movie, Martin Wood. Uh, I think that movie aired last weekend, the weekend before. Um, Summer uh, to Remember. Uh, Summer to Remember aired. Uh, yeah, we're, we're recording this on the 14th. So it, re- it aired not this last Saturday, but the Saturday before. Right. And uh, so I, I met with him the day I took the job. I uh, called him up and said, I hear you're in Vancouver and get some coffee. And we sat down for a couple hours. I don't think we talked about the movie at all. We just got along really well and just kind of told our stories. And, and then we met at the airport on the Monday. And uh, we, were, we were in the plane for 12 hours going to Fiji talking about what we we're going to do. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Yeah. And I, I was there for a total of 10 weeks. We shot two movies there. Um, the second one is Pearl in Paradise, which has not yet aired, but I oh, yeah. think that's depending on when this plays. I think that it might it probably have, would have came out, and um, so we shot two of them. Yeah, and different directors in over a ten week span, and it was so much fun. Yeah, wow, that sounds crazy. That sounds so much fun. So, did you said that you were really loved film uh, growing up? Uh, were there particular cinematographers that you uh, especially admire or especially love? Yeah, uh, I've grown to love them more. When I first started watching films, it was all about the story for me. And uh-huh. uh, it's funny, once you start working in film, you get into a specific job and you, you pay attention to that job more. So before I would just watch the story, I, I would get totally engrossed in what's happening in the movie. And now I now I go to the theater and I'm watching what they've done lighting-wise and camera-wise. And, and the top of his game right now is probably Roger Deakins. Mm-hmm. Um, Blade Runner 2049 and Skyfall the Bond movie was just so it looked so good um, and No Country for Old Men he's won a ton of awards yeah um, he's amazing he's sure. wonderful um, and my my favorite movie just the way that I think the director works with this specific DP director of photography um, is Bottle Rocket with Wes Anderson oh. and the DP he uses a lot is uh, Robert Yeoman uh-huh. and the way they deal with set deck and symmetry and, and everything is, is just, oh, it grabbed me when I was, I think Auto Rocket was 1995, um, so a long time ago. And I just watched that movie and I was like, this is, this is movie making. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then I read about the story that they had where they were just in university and Owen Wilson and Wes Anderson were roommates. And they just went out and said, hey, we got, let's go make a short movie. Played it in the theaters um, at a festival and someone gave him like $5 million to make the, uh, the bottle rocket. To our film yeah bottle rocket and yeah. it's just yeah that's my favorite movie and and that's uh that's what really got me to like just get this bug in my head about film and uh growing up when i was younger though like dick tracy uh vittorio Stor- i'm hoping i'm saying this right vittoria storero um who uh, directed mm-hmm. photography of that and he also did apocalypse now mm. um those guys just the dick tracy was such a cartoon movie um, brought to life for me and like now we have the watches and we're in an Apple watch now and, and we, he had the watch that he talked to back uh, in, in the late 80s and yeah. who framed Roger Rabbit who framed oh. Roger Rabbit was, uh, was just so cool to watch yeah um, so that's been that's kind of the history I have with 
That's cool. I uh, I love animation. So Who Framed Roger Rabbit is like super impactful for me. Like the yeah. scene with Daffy and Donald is like amazing. Yeah. And <laughs> it's really great. Uh, yeah. I mean, I also love Emmanuel Lubezki. He's probably my favorite cinematographer. Uh, I mean, what he, I mean, everybody loves like what he did with, uh, with Inaritu, uh, but I love what he did with Terrence Malick. Like, I think so beautiful. Right. Tree of Life, amazing. Just wonderful. So beautiful. It's, uh, it's, it's amazing what, what guys are coming up with now and the innovation they have and the way they're using it um, with older techniques. And, and some of the movies, they just go, um, to my tongue, Revenant. Yeah. I mean, it was tough to shoot it because it was so harsh, but they, they did it slowly and methodically where they only shot when the light was in a perfect perfect location um and mm -hmm. that movie is wonderful the the television show i'm watching now which i think is just got next level cinematography to tell a story by uh todd campbell is the director of photography okay. uh, mr mr robot oh, okay um yeah. it's a it's a, like a a darker story and just a little so um 2018 as a, uh -huh. use that as a verb and just the way they shoot it is incredible to me so yeah. I'm, I'm obsessed with that television show right now that's really <laughs> cool do you like this whole sort of thing now that we have the one take look is that exciting for you like they did with creed and uh children men people like that things like that it is and and it's amazing how they do it because sometimes it's just so simple and sometimes it's just it takes a day to set up um, we've had some some shots where we try to do this one five minute take um, through like eight different characters, and it, each we just just plan it out for about three hours. About this is how the camera is going to move. This is what we're going to do, and then you you watch it happen. You do about six or seven takes, and sometimes it's just frustrating. You're like, we're not going to get it. We're not going to get it. And then you have that moment where everything falls into line, and it's so perfect, and and it's just like people are cheering on set and it's, it's a great feeling it really is and to see them do things like children of men that that shot where they go through the car in one i think it's the just as the car crashes and they have it they go through through the doors and then back out and back in again yeah. it's unbelievable yeah it really is amazing and yeah i mean and lubeski like he the fact that he did that and then he did like gravity which just looks so different from you know i don't know he's amazing because yeah. I, I loved gravity gravity is like the first movie i've ever seen where i literally felt like i was in space like it it was so immersive and i don't know i i, I had a, a second where i was like getting a little mo motion sick because it looked so real to me yeah it, it really takes cool. I, I remember seeing in theaters and uh i think it was i'm actually i saw it and there's moments where when she gets sucked into space, you just, it takes away your breath where you're just like, Oh my goodness. Like this, this feeling of being there with them in that moment is yeah. really what, what cinematographers and director of photographies are here for is to yeah. try to give you guys that experience of being there. That's really, really cool. Yeah. So uh, I wanted, so you got your first project was on a rose for Christmas that you did a cinematographer. Is that correct? Yes. Uh, with Rachel Boston. Yes. Um, in Victoria, we shot that Victoria, Canada, which is um, on Vancouver Island. It's a uh -huh. different look. It's beautiful there. Um, that was my first, uh, first movie with Kevin yeah. Fair directing. 
who does a lot of the sign seal deliveries as well. Right. So you had to pretend that was Pasadena. <laughs> yes, we did. <laughs> and that's how I was wondering, was that, what's it like to, as a cinematographer, to, there's so many movies that are Vancouver as New York. Yes. Uh, and there's so many, <laughs> you have Vancouver as, as a uh, Pasadena. So what's that like? <laughs> it is tough. And I, I'm not sure if a lot of people know, but a lot of the Christmas movies are shot in August. Right. And, and July, we're, I'm working on a Christmas movie right now that we're uh, prepping and it'll come out later this year. And it's, it's hard because it's so hot and you can't, you can't have real snow. You bring in what we call fish ice and sure. fish ice lasts a bit longer than it would uh, just regular, regular snow. And you have to pile it up and then you got to bring truckloads of it in. And the sun is so much brighter and hotter uh, on on a look like off a building yeah. or off the back of someone's head that you've really got to cover people up and make it look kind of gray and drab. I mean, I guess um, at least Pasadena, you didn't have to worry about that with snow. I, I that is right. And I was so, <laughs> so thankful. We didn't have to go crazy with snow. Um, and that that's always, I always find that when a writer can do that, pick a Christmas movie, but have it in a warm place yeah. as much as I mean, they might not know that they're helping us, but they're dramatically helping us with it's very rare. being able to tell the story. Yes, it is. It is. A lot of them take place in Vermont and, and uh, where are we in this one? I think, I think we're in Vermont, this one. That's yeah. I said that. <laughs> in Vermont or Vancouver as New York. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they exactly. Have to, they have to just, it's so funny. Like the things that they pretend are, uh, are, Central Park and we're like we've seen this gazebo like 15 times <laughs> we know this is not Central Park <laughs> which is awesome <laughs> yeah I, I know where that because I think we're shooting that gazebo for this movie I think yeah right yeah. <laughs> so was that like really intimidating doing your first one I mean but you had built up doing these other roles so maybe not or it it was it was it was something different and it was something yeah. scary but um i had worked a lot with kevin fair on the sign seals and yeah he he gave me my first chance to do this movie a rose for christmas and we we worked so well together and we had this camaraderie and, and this friendship before so i knew he trusted me which took uh -huh. a ton of weight off my shoulders and i knew that i wanted to give him something um that that he's gonna love and we worked together five or six times after that and it, it was it was intimidating and putting to putting a crew together of 30 people that are going to work side by side with me and trust me and uh -huh. uh, as much and I have to trust them just as much as they have to trust me is it was it was uh yeah it, it was crazy actually as now I look back at it now I'm like I don't know how I did that I have yeah. no clue <laughs> yeah. and you have to do it so quickly that must be intimidating yeah um the good thing about these Hallmark movies and uh, made for television movies that you get about three weeks to shoot them between 15 uh -huh. and 20 days. And in positions like a gaffer and a lamp up, you, you bump around from crew to crew, just trying to fill in time here, fill in time there that you mm -hmm. meet so many people and you know, right away, like that guy's going to be really good. Like if I can never get that guy. So yeah. I had, I had always wanted, I always knew I wanted to be a director of photography. So I had started accumulating a list of people that I would want, to work with me and come come over to me and as soon as I got the call saying like you've got the show this is your show it was the next call was mom and dad I got it blah 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 it's awesome 
and then and then uh reaching out to all those people and being like hey we're, we're going we're going to victoria in a week or so so <laughs> nice. everybody get ready yeah yeah i mean i think if somebody wanted to network into hallmark like they should connect with cinematographer because i was looking through and i was like you have done so many movies <laughs> like forget the I'm... actors like, <laughs> unbelievable i mean uh i counted i think i'm right that 2017 you had 10 movies that you did that were aired 2017 we had 10 movies that aired and we shot 11 which Amazing. is really rare, extremely Amazing. rare. Um, That's almost one a month. <laughs> yeah. We, when we got to 11, we were trying to, I was just going around trying to, like, I got to get 12. I have to get 12 <laughs> in one year. It, got, it was just, it was so hard. I think we went up till December 20th on our last movie. Um, yeah. And it was thankfully for the crew that they stuck around and, and worked with me for all that time and, and was that for a Winterfest movie or for a Valentine's movie that you were doing until uh, December twentieth? December twentieth we were doing a show called Darrow and Darrow Two. Oh, loved that one. Good that was a good Thank one. Thank you. Thank yeah. you very much. Those ones are fun. <laughs> yeah. That's really amazing. Like before long you're gonna have to have a Hallmark movie about a uh, about a cinematographer that forgets the spirit of Christmas because he's making <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't believe the people in Vancouver who make movies can't stand Christmas. Yeah. Because they're from June till September, all they're doing is making Christmas movies. Right. They're like, and I don't ever <laughs> want to drink hot cocoa ever yeah. again. <laughs> Thankfully, I have not lost my Christmas spirit yet. Oh, I love good. Christmas. So that's good. <laughs> I feel bad for the background performers and the extras on those these movies because it's like 35 degrees out and they all have to wear big winter jackets right. and walk around for 10 minutes at a time just boiling it's yeah I look at them and I'm like thankfully I can wear shorts and a t-shirt in my position <laughs> well one thing I wondered is do they have to do you conscientiously have a different aesthetic for the mystery shows versus the rom-com uh, shows yes um and I, I do love these Hallmark mystery shows and they're making more and more and more of them. Mm -hmm. um, I did, I did three uh, fixer uppers. Um, yeah. Fixer upper mysteries, uh, two of the Emma Fielding mysteries. Um, and I've, I've shot some garage sale mysteries as uh, as a gaffer in a gaffer position. Okay. And those you can definitely make a little more um, contrasty, a little darker here and there and a little more spooky. Whereas um, these Valentine movies and Christmas movies is Hallmark. It's about Christmas and everything's got to uh -huh. be nice, soft and bright, which is, which is also great. Um, but to be able to, within the same company, have two varying looks, uh -huh. um, is, I think is really going to help me down the future um, when I get into to a lot of different stuff. Yeah, for sure. Well, and I feel like even it's, it's three different looks because I think that Science Hill Delivered, it's almost its own thing. Like it looks to me very different than the like the mysteries or the rom-coms like it feels more cinematic to me uh i don't know science of delivers um and that a lot of the science of delivered look is from um the director kevin fair constantly pushing us to be yeah. better and do this and do that and, and that's great everybody should have that in the workforce because that makes you better and it makes you want to be a, a better person at, at your career and that uh -huh. was what i get with kevin when i when i do these shows is he said he says something like, can we do this? And I'm, 
I'd take a minute to think and he's like, we're going to do it. I'm like, okay, <laughs> we're going to yeah. do it then. And I'll find out, a, we'll find out a way to do it together. And with sign still delivered because the stories um, have this almost like a flashback feel to them for half the movie. It's like, Oh, this is where like, like it's almost like a CSI television show where, yeah. where each story is something that they've got to like figure out a puzzle piece. And, but you have four characters that are evolving throughout a whole thing. And that in itself, creates its own look and the uh -huh. dlo's the dead letter offices that we had all that wood is beautiful and just right. having those those locations and and martha is always pushing for better locations and great locations because you can give a movie a way better feel if you have something to shoot the first rule right. of of cinematography is you need something pretty to be in front of you in order to capture capture that on the screen yeah. Yeah. Cause they'll often have like war scenes or like uh, soldiers or stuff like that inside still delivered. I, you know, I loved uh, higher ground uh, going to new Orleans, kind of that look, uh, right. uh, you know, home again, that which was when you were on last year that uh, the, just the, that whole farm and that whole, the whole look uh, following the, the following that darn, uh, <laughs> that darn vase around. Yeah. Uh, it was really good. And I did a couple others that we really, really liked last year. Uh, I really liked The Perfect Catch. I thought that one was really fun. Uh, and you found a way, I think, of... Uh, I, I, I just really thought that that movie made the actors look really good. <laughs> like, I mean, oh, they're beautiful you. actors, but I don't know. Yeah. I just really liked that one. And I also really liked Moonlight in Vermont. I love shooting that movie. That was because mm -hmm. we had snow. That was all real snow, which is oh, okay. rare in Vancouver. Um, we get snow maybe more. It's more common now, but we, we get snow maybe three weeks out of the year. And that was supposed to be a spring. Everything's blooming movie. And three or four days before we went to camera, it just snowed. So oh, we nice. took advantage of it. And I think it looks amazing with the snow on the ground and, yeah. and the story about Vermont and, and the maple trees and that was a that was really cool that we got to have that that natural snow there for that. Yeah, yeah, that is really cool. So uh, the and then you also did uh, coming home for Christmas, which we really liked too. That has our our favorite writer Nina Weinman. Okay, is uh, the writer for that one, and uh, uh, she's she was our first interview that we ever had on the podcast. Oh, nice. Yeah, and okay. so she's the best, and uh, the. I don't know that one it was just really sweet and i you had to do all that cinematography in that grand house that must have been kind of fun Interesting. yes that that was crazy because like most of the expensive stuff was already there when we got there like a lot of the times uh -huh. we take we take all the expensive stuff out whether it be copyrights or there's a famous painting oh, right. we can't have on screen or if it's just so valuable that we don't want oh, to break that's interesting. it um, but we were able, the guy let us use a lot of that stuff was already in there. And he had this huge giant house in, in the middle of this big farm and a uh, big pool in the backyard and theater room in the basement. And it was just, we were there, I think for five or six days. And um, it was just, yeah, that was another fun one. Uh, that was with Danica McKellar, right? Yeah. Danica yeah. McKellar, Neil Bledsoe, Andrew Francis. Fun yeah. Cast. Yeah, they were fun. And and then Mel Damsky directed that movie and the Springtime in Vermont movie that you mentioned earlier. Uh, so Mel and I have done a lot of stuff together too. And he's also he's also a uh, favorite director that uh, that I've worked with. Yeah, 
That's really, really cool. Yeah. And this year you've done uh, Fixer Upper, Deadly Deed. And that one had some neat, uh, I think, show, uh, showcases. I just started watching the, the mysteries. So okay. uh, just this year. <laughs> okay. uh, and uh, so I'm kind of g- getting into it. But I, I enjoyed that one. I, I thought that the plot was a little predictable. But like, I think the cast was really good. And uh, I overall just thought it was a fun little movie. Yeah, those ones are fun to shoot. Those are all also in Victoria on the mm-hmm. island. Um, Mark Jean is directing those, and he's also a guy that loves to to do a lot of one takes, move the camera, and okay. shoot, shoots in these hallways where everything's kind of like like you're in your face and small, and and it feels yeah. like you're stuck there. So that's he's got a different look different look to his stuff based on where he he puts his locations and everything like yeah. that too. When when you're doing a Christmas movie and they have the things that are like digital snow or something like that, or there's like a green screen involved, like how right. does that work into your cinematography? How do you do that? Um, so a lot of, if you see car driving in a Christmas movie, that's probably all green screen. Yeah. Only because it's getting snow to fall outside in all these big areas is really tough to do uh, while right. you're moving. So most of that's just cars still green screen and they just put in um, driving through snow. Uh, a lot of the stuff that we do is actually is actually snow products, whereas we put fish ice on the ground and we lay out big white yeah. blankets. Right. Um, and then we have guys who just have these giant fans um, that are like four feet, uh, five feet diameter. And they just they blow like bubbles up into the sky and it falls down like snow. Um, that stuff's fun and not fun to shoot with because <laughs> yeah. uh, it's fun because it does everything looks better if it's snowing and, uh-huh. and people want to see snow and they want to feel like it is December and, and everybody's happy. Everybody's happier when there's that big fluffy snow that falls. Right. Um, but it's just, yeah, it's soaking wet and full of soap. And <laughs> but sometimes it's obvious that they've like added it in digitally, uh, which is fine. But I, to, but I'm just curious, like as a photographer, do you just kind of have to imagine what the green screen is going to look like or like, you yeah. you have meetings um, in prep where you you try to choose and pick the images that they want on the green screen, and uh-huh. depending on um, the budget and if they can get that stuff in time and and if it's going to work with what's actually happening in the scene, then um, then you do have a, a lot of control over it. But oftentimes it's, you see the end product and you're like, oh, we didn't really talk about that or this is, <laughs> this is what's happened. Or, and then you just find out that certain budget reasons, they, they cut back on the green screen stuff so that they could get more snow on set and mm-hmm. a lot of things that happen in the background behind my pay grade. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> very, very interesting. Very cool. Uh, yeah, and so Daru and Daru 2, uh, did you do the first or just the second? Oh, yeah, you did both. I did the first, yeah. Yeah, I uh, love, we we loved those movies. Uh, especially, I liked the first one a little bit better than, the, just as far as the case, a little bit better yeah. than the second one. I thought it was a little bit uh, easier to figure out, the second one. But right. I still really enjoyed it. It's in my top 10 for this year so far. Okay. Uh, yeah, and so when you're filming sort of the courtroom scenes, that must be sort of challenging to make that interesting and in a yes tight quarters, especially because people don't move a lot in courtrooms. Right. They kind of the defense stays in the little defense table, and and the prosecutors and the judges nobody really moves. And and the what I what we try to do a lot of the times is get, let's move, let's let's get these guys going, let's get them walking. Like where can we put them? What can we do? 
the courtroom we shoot in is uh, downtown Vancouver. And it's, it's a beautiful building. It's inside the art gallery. And okay. it's on the third floor. So it's, you've got these big, big uh, condor, like a crane that's got this giant light on it. And it's just blasting in the windows. And you just, you just try to make it as dramatic as you can because it, it, that's how you're going to get your, your look. You're not going to be able to move the camera as much without yeah. it being motivated. So you, you use the light a lot more and, and just yeah. kind of stay on the dark sides of the faces and, and really give it like that slow creep of when somebody's talking or, or use cutting points as, as motion. Yeah. Well, that's really interesting. I mean, I know it's like super intense, but uh, everybody that we've ever talked to has just said that it's a very pleasant work environment working on these Hallmark movies, but you're there for like 12, 14 hour days, right? Yes, we are. We yeah, are there for days. 12 hour days. Um, and a lot of the times it's an hour drive to work to get to the specific set and then an hour mm -hmm. drive home. So they are long days. Um, and, and it sometimes it's tough and sometimes one, one grumpy person will, will ruin a whole day. Yeah. Um, but, but you really do have this camaraderie camaraderie on set. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and it's, you, you, you do become family. I mean, the crew that I use, we were together all the time and, and they did mostly everybody did the 11 movies that we did last year. And we're all good friends and that's what makes it uh -huh. fun. Yeah. And, and you just have to, every once in a while, you have to take a break and remind anybody sometimes when an actor is not happy that day or the director is being grumpy or right. craft services is, is upset about something. You just have to stop and remind everybody that like we got into this because it's fun. You came right. out to Vancouver because it's fun to do this. Yeah. And you just have to, you always have to take a step back and, and take in the moment of like, oh yeah, I forgot that I make, I make movies for a living. This is yeah. amazing. Right. And that's, that's the part that I, I have to do every once in a while too is like, oh, it's yeah. 13 hours today and it's Friday at midnight and we have three more hours to go. And it's like, okay, well, let's not complain too much. I mean, we're making yeah. a movie. It's, right. This is amazing. There's big yeah. snow falling in July. Let's, <laughs> let's be happy about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Is it a weird experience for you to see the, the finished product when you finally see it or I don't know, um, what's that like? Maybe the first one was uh -huh. weird to watch and weird to hear about when people at home watched it and like, Hey, I saw your name. I saw this. Like, yeah. it's so cool. Yeah. Um, but the more you do it now, especially me, like I see every take, whether it's one take or eight takes. And then I watch them all on what well, we, we have dailies the next day. So everything right. we record is we get to watch in the morning. And then, so I see it again. And then when we're doing color, correct timing and editing, I watch yeah. it all four or five times. So the yeah. by the time it gets to the screen, I've seen it all finished and color corrected. And it's like, okay, it's out there. Let's on to the next yeah. one. And, and because we do them so quickly, it's just like, oh yeah, that movie, that movie, that movie, yeah. this movie. That's really, really cool. I can't even imagine what that would be like. That would be very exciting. Uh, like you said, especially the first time and be like, oh my gosh, that's me. That's me. Yeah. <laughs> it's what, what happens more so is you sit down with... Um, like your camera operator or your yeah. gaffer or somebody just randomly at, at your house one day and scroll through TV and one of your movies comes on and you just sit there and you tell stories about that day. Yeah, right. Oh, remember, remember that this happened on that day and, and that <laughs> happened on this day. And then that's, that's really what is goes on now with, with having uh -huh. done a lot of these. Right. Um, and especially the Fiji ones that we yeah. did, like, nonstop stories and and yeah. friends that you just message up every like when you wake up one morning it's like 
remember we went shark diving in Fiji for no reason oh at all? Gosh, like amazing. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, the Fiji movies, that must've been really incredible. So the, uh, the, the first one, Summer to Remember, that had that beautiful scene at the waterfall. That must've been really cool to film. Yes. Um, that was our very first day shooting in Fiji. Oh, wow. Um, and myself and Martin Wood, the director, and a, a guy named Dean Swagman, who is uh, kind of like our locations manager, uh, went out into like the forest one day. And Dean's like, I know of this waterfall. And he took us to this waterfall. And you could drive to it and take like these little stairs down and then, and then climb the rest of the way down, which we yeah. did when we like scouted the place. But you, there's no way to get equipment down there unless you walked with each piece of equipment 10 minutes upstream to oh, that wow. waterfall. Yeah. So the first day, uh, Martin had a plan. He's like, this is what we can do. This is the way we can do this. And we, the half hour before the sun rose, everybody was ready, had their gear unloaded, and we just, everybody grabbed it. And everybody was great. The executive producer, Stan Spry, had stuff on his shoulders walking through the river. And uh, Lincoln Lagasin had two things in his hands walking up the river oh and go back gosh. and pick up more. And, and wow. it, was, it was a total team effort for that day. And uh, it, it was, that stuff was amazing. And we got yeah. to do that stuff um, five or six times in, in the course of these two movies where you just go to this weird place that no one else will ever go to. Yeah. And uh, it, That's it really, really cool. is fun. Yeah. Was, and was that, uh, was that water super cold? Do you know for Catherine and for Cameron? No. Uh, it, okay. that, at that time it was probably about, I'm going to, I'm going to show my Canadianisms here because I'm going to go Celsius, <laughs> but it was probably, 46 degrees celsius which is oh. 115 so, degrees fahrenheit oh so so really warm really, really hot so and so i'm pretty sure that they like jumping into that water it's like okay it's, we're here yeah. let's jump in um yeah. we were in it all day and it, it at that moment in time because it, it was winter in fiji technically yeah. um but we had some some uh tropical weather come in and uh so it wouldn't have been cold for them uh and sometimes those those uh waterfalls can be uh can be chilly uh can be coming from the mountain spring so that's why i wondered but uh but that sounds really cool i i really liked that and all the scenes you know in the in the actual when they're in the ocean uh when the daughter's trying to paddleboard and all of that fun stuff that was all really really good and just like the sunsets that you got beautiful uh i mean i love the ocean so much i i've only ever been hawaii i haven't been to fiji but i love the beach and the ocean so much so oh yeah that's yeah so we cool. had it uh the resort so the, the resort that you saw in most of summer to remember is uh-huh. where we stayed um, okay so every day we would we would have uh like dinner and lunch and just overlook the ocean the entire time watch the sunsets and, oh and wake up on the weekends like this is amazing let's go hang out by the pool and by yeah. the by the ocean there or snorkeling or, or diving yeah. or um it was it was incredible and and it was such an experience that's really cool so yeah this second one it looks like it's more sort of like in the jungle of fiji as opposed to the beach is that correct that is correct it's a, mm-hmm. a co- i think you'll find a completely different look um yeah. than the first one first one is is your typical resort type storyline this one is we're in the jungle yeah and uh, i think you're going to get a completely different look for it and it's going to be just as pretty i hope um and and it'll just be completely it'll be completely different in terms yeah. of uh of the forest and the other side of 
the island that Fiji has to right. offer. That's so cool. So yeah, so were you thinking, were the production side of the movie, were you thinking of like Romancing the Stone at all? Like, like that kind of vibe or, or was it just, that just sort of happened? Um, I can honestly say I never thought about that. No, yeah, it just, it just <laughs> sort of happened. I mean, I, I went into that second movie just thinking this is like Indiana Jones type of stuff. Okay, and, yeah. Um, so that's where, that's where my head went. And mm-hmm. um, it was, it was a lot to, uh, Gary Yates directed that one. who was great. And he had, he came in with all these ideas and, uh, and it was his, his look and feel is definitely in this movie. Cool. Yeah. That's really cool. Sort of the, the aesthetic and lighting and different things that were different than what, uh, the first director, Martin Wood. Yeah. Like he had. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's really interesting to me. Cool. Well, I can't wait to see it. And I can't wait to see the Christmas one that you talked about that you have coming up. <laughs> we're, we're really excited for it. That'll, uh, be a, that'll, that'll be a fun one. We, we can't say who the cast is or anything like that sure. yet, but, uh, but we're going to start shooting it in two weeks and oh. probably be out a week before Christmas or something like that. That's amazing. Oh, can't wait. Well, uh, so we like to end our interviews with what we call the teen beat questions and they're just kind okay. of, silly questions so okay. uh, <laughs> so here we go and i don't know if you know about teen beat but it was this magazine for like teen girls with their like okay. heart in it so there's like silly questions and <laughs> anyway so <laughs> so the first question is what is the best ice cream flavor oh okay i'm i get in arguments with this all the time because it has to <laughs> It has to be mixed with chocolate. Oh. Um, I, if I'm buying from a store, Smarty ice cream, the Smarties ice cream. Oh, I don't know if you guys have it in I the think States. that might be Canadian. It, okay, it's Canadian, but it's, it's kind of like M&M's. Um, oh, but okay. It's, it's like ice cream flavor uh-huh. uh, with chunks of M&M's in it. But if I go to like mm-hmm. a, to get two scoops, it's one of the bottom scoops got to be chocolate and the top scoops got to be like raspberry. Oh, ooh. Yeah. That sounds yummy. <laughs> I can approve. That sounds good. All right. So, what is your favorite color? Favorite color is blue. Honolulu nice. blue. Oh, okay, good. All right. So, what music are you into right now? Um, right now, I my summer songs are Chance the Rapper came out with oh, four songs right. um, for summer, and I think I play those seventeen times a day. Nice. Um, and that that gets me through my days. Cool. Good. All right. So what is your go-to date night food? Ooh, uh, it's tough because living in Vancouver, you almost have to go to sushi. Yeah. It's, it's like the only thing people get upset if you don't go to sushi. I would personally go to uh, an Italian pizza place. Um, yeah. That's so but, funny. But everybody's sushi, 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 sushi. So all the hipsters in Vancouver are sushi. <laughs> sushi it is. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Italian, that's supposed to be, I mean, you got Lady in the Tramp, like it's supposed to be the ultimate of romance. Yes, it is. Um, so. And that's what I thought too, but sometimes you go on a date with someone like, oh, pizza. I'm like, yeah, pizza. What are you talking about? This place is amazing. Uh, hello. <laughs> What's your favorite pizza topping? This is a bonus question. Um, bacon, probably. Mm. Yeah. yeah, sounds yummy. All right. Well, what is your go-to date night activity? Um, I, I tend to stay away from movie theaters 
-hmm. I, I usually go late, um, late afternoon because I have a dog. I've got a giant dog. Um, so I I like to go through like a walk around, uh, Stanley park, which is kind of our central park of, uh, Vancouver. So if anyone would like to go for a dog walk with me, that's what I would do. That sounds like a really good date to me. And that answers (laughs) our next question. Dogs or cats? Dogs, 100%. (laughs) What kind of dog do you have? I have a Catahoula leopard dog. Oh my gosh. I haven't even heard of that. A lot of people haven't. Um, it's a, it's the state dog of Louisiana. First oh. North American, uh, first North American bred dog. Oh, yeah. interesting. Yeah. Okay, yep. cool. <laughs> All right. So beaches or mountains? Ah, I live in Vancouver. So people would say mountains, but I'm more of a beach person. Good choice. Yeah. Yeah. I, I know. I'm the same way. I live in Utah. So you think I should say mountains, but I'm totally right. all about the beach. All about the beach. I'm like, I live in the wrong state, but the closest we can get here is the Great Salt Lake, which is not close really at all. Right. Now, Utah has uh, the Arches National Park, right? Yes. Well, we have five national parks in Utah. Okay. I've been to Arches yeah. uh, when I was traveling across the country and that is beautiful. There. It is gorgeous. Gorgeous. Yeah. There's Arches, Canyonlands, uh, Bryce, uh, and Zions, and one more I can't think of. <laughs> 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 and they are really beautiful for sure. Yes. Uh, yeah. So, and of course you have the Rocky Mountains up here up north where I'm at. So it's pretty fun. Right. Uh, I just love the ocean. So, okay. Well, suit and tie or sweats? Suit and tie. Oh, nice. Yeah, I, suit and tie. Very good choice. I love a man in a suit. So, I get very excited for weddings just because I get to dress up. Nice. That's really, <laughs> that's really cute. All right. What is your favorite holiday? Christmas. Yeah. I can't hard. choose my birthday, can I? Sure. You can I, I would choose my birthday, but, uh, (laughs) but I'll go Christmas. Yeah. Christmas is really hard to beat. Although birthday is a really good one because it's like kind of Christmas just for you. Exactly. And my birthday is first week or second week of December. So I get, I get to that whole month as mine. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. My, yeah, my birthday is the end of January. So it's kind of like, which is good because I feel like you have kind of post Christmas, uh, post Christmas depression. And so yes. I get like something to look forward to. Right away. <laughs> I Although it's I was far always, enough. Yeah. It's far enough behind actual Christmas too, that people are starting to get excited yeah. about other things as well. And yeah. I never got like combined gifts. Right. Like that, that's what it would suck about having a December birthday is you get like combined gifts like people trying to give you both Christmas and your birthday. It's like, eh. <laughs> <laughs> That's what people say. But I love, I loved combined gifts. I think that was oh, the best part. Okay. So everybody, and that's the same thing everybody says is that, oh, well, you probably had combined gifts. That's no fun. I'm like, what do you mean? That's amazing. <laughs> I got, I got a huge gift instead of two, like. Yeah, gifts. that's fair. That's <laughs> fair point. That's true. <laughs> uh, so the last question is very difficult because you don't have homework channel in Canada, but you can pick one of the ones that you worked on. What is your favorite Hallmark movie? Favorite Hallmark movie. 
Uh, and you are right. We do not get it up here. And I, I don't know why. And a lot of people <laughs> ask why we don't get it here. But my favorite one, I mean, I do really like the sign seal delivers. Yeah. I, I, think, I think that they had a good uh, storytelling system. And I think they did really well for themselves. Um, and it's, it is, it's a tough question because I make them all. So yeah, they all kind of blend into one thing for me. Um, the garage sale mysteries are fun to make. Lori Laughlin's amazing. Lori yeah. amazing to work with. Um, so, so those ones are also fun. That's a tough question. I'll, I'll answer that next time. Okay. <laughs> no, that's good. Yeah. I, I'm just watching my first garage sale mysteries this month and I really enjoyed uh, particularly the first one, uh, because I love like the dynamic of their family. I, cause I, cause to be honest, I'm not that big a fan of like the mysteries themselves. Cause they're pretty predictable and pretty obvious yes. usually for me, but like, I love the, I guess it's the Shannon family and all of their shenanigans. I'm a big fan of that. I thought that was right. <laughs> yeah. They, and they have, they have a natural, um, uh, natural family vibe yeah. on set too like they're all so friendly with each other and yeah. they work so well together that it, it's it's almost like what you see on film is like really just how they are in, the, yeah. in that eyes of family yeah yeah i and i love steve bassick as the dad like he's so good he he was in one of my favorites last year called uh, all for love okay. and he's just so i don't know he's just so sweet and he's this big guy so i think it it uh it just makes it extra sweet yeah and he's super nice super nice guy as well which helps yeah yeah that's <laughs> uh well this has been so much fun uh to talk with you and learn all of this because i love movies not just homework movies but i've always wanted to talk to somebody kind of find out these mechanics of the 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 differences between all these different roles and and kind of what you do so thank you so much for taking the time to talk talk with me this yep. was uh, a lot of fun Thank, thank you. This has been great. And I, I wasn't nervous at all. You're right. Oh, good. <laughs> I'm glad. <laughs> well, do you have a uh, social media that you want to share or anything like that? Um, I, I don't, I kind of just have like social media so that I can follow other people. So I don't use okay. it myself. Um, but if That's I find nice. anything, it would be, um, if anyone could check out the Jacob Clemens foundation, J A C O B C L E M E N S foundation. Uh, dot com that would be the plug that i have great uh, i will put a link to that in the description if you can check that out and Wonderful. Thank uh, you. thanks again and we'll have to have you on uh again once we see all these christmas movies and all that fun stuff and uh that would be that'll be a delight so yeah you can follow me at rachel's reviews on itunes and on youtube and make sure you're following the podcast at hallmarkies pod on instagram and twitter and uh if you can put in uh, your reviews on uh, iTunes. That helps people find out about the podcast. We really appreciate it. Please add your comments or let us know what you think uh, on Twitter about the cinematography and things we talked about uh, in these homework movies. We'd love to have that discussion uh, with, with all of you listening. So please let us know what you think. And uh, thanks again, Tyler. We really appreciate it. And uh, we will definitely have to talk to you again soon. I would love that. Thank you so much, everyone. Bye. <laughs>